Hello, Restoration Church. I'm Pastor Mark. And I'm Pastor Ken. And we are so glad you are joining us as we continue the conversation. This past Sunday, we continued our Journey of Grace series. We heard about God seeking grace. Uh, Ken, you shared thoughts about the idea that the journey of grace doesn't begin with salvation. But I think for most people, that's what they think, you know, it, that that the journey of faith does begin at that moment of their salvation. But what we talked about this last Sunday, our journey of grace actually begins way before we come to salvation. And that's what we call the seeking grace of God. God comes to us before we ever come to God. It's God sending Jesus to die for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's seeking grace. And, and he shows up in our lives even before we realize it is God's work at work. Yeah, when we read scripture and, and think about the character and the nature of God, he's not a God that, that gives up on his creation. Mm -hmm. uh, he continues to work with and for his creation. When we make a mess of the situation, he doesn't throw in the towel on us. He doesn't give up on us. And when we are the ones choosing to run away from God, he is actively pursuing and running after us. Uh, I've talked about this idea of repentance before. That word repentance literally means to turn around. When we decide uh, to stop running away, we stop and turn around back towards God. Now, some may think, I've been running for a long time. God must be a long ways away. But what we find out is God who has been running after us, pursuing us, God is right there in front of us when we turn around. He's been running after us all along, even when we didn't realize it. I love that thought. I, I really do. And I don't know that I've ever heard it that way before. Um, I think oftentimes though, people don't notice God's seeking grace until they have experienced his saving grace, which we're going to talk about this coming Sunday. When you experience and know God's grace to be true in your life, you know, then you can look back and recognize, oh, okay, here are all, all, all the many moments uh, where God was showing up in my life and I didn't see it. Um, anyone who is following Jesus has had this crisis moment, this, this saving grace we're going to talk about. The experiences, the people, even sometimes dreams, you know, that led up to that moment. It, it's all, though, just littered with God seeking grace. Yeah, you talked about God seeking grace, showing up at the crossroads, in curiosity, through companionship, within conviction. Uh, you shared the story of Peter hearing from God and going to meet Cornelius and his family. Peter's obedience following the conviction of the Holy Spirit led to a companionship with someone who was dealing with curiosity in his life about God in that moment. There was a lot going on in this story. Um, what I'd love to hear you talk a little more about, maybe Peter's obedience resulted in, you said, the Gentile Pentecost. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. So Peter obeyed. But Peter could have said, no, thanks, God. Yeah, sure. And how would things have changed? Right. <laughs> you know, even though the, the dream and the vision was, I'm sure, very memorable for Peter. You know, I, th I think I'm going to remember <laughs> <laughs> if that was my dream, you know, <laughs> sheep coming down with animals right. and all, you know, all of that. But um, what he was being asked to do wasn't easy. 
when it came to dealing with folks within his own tribe, mm -hmm. uh, it would have been way easier to say, no, somebody else can do that. Mm -hmm. That sounds, that sounds kind of hard, you know, to chalk the dream up, the vision up uh, as, as something he ate last night, you know, <laughs> turned his stomach or whatever. When it came to the vulnerability and the time commitment required to disciple a new disciple, you know, even that, that's a heavy investment. Peter could have said, no, thanks. I've got plenty on my plate today already. You know, Peter, Peter, though, is on a journey of grace as well. And as he grows in grace, he becomes a part of this journey of grace for someone else. For those who have experienced God seeking grace and have seen it, God invites us into this journey of grace for someone else. You said Sunday, never underestimate the value of community on the journey. Uh, that companionship element that you talked about, uh, that's the beauty and in a strength of the church. Right. Uh, and to be honest, I think a, a lot of folks felt that missing this past year. We were thrown for a loop. And although, you know, we were still able to meet in different ways, I'm not sure we were quite ready for the impact of losing that, that sense of community that we had before the pandemic hit. We need each other. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we, we are all on this journey of grace. No matter where we are, we never arrive at, at a point where we graduate and move on from the need for companionship. We ask the question on Sunday, who needs you to come alongside them? The verse we shared from Luke 19 on Sunday uh, was, you know, where Jesus said, the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Um, Jesus was actually saying that to Zacchaeus in that Zacchaeus story that we're familiar with. Um, and there's a lot to that story, but, but the part that I'll highlight right now is Zacchaeus is up in the tree. Mm -hmm. He's curious. He doesn't really have companionship at the moment. He's a tax collector who's going to hang around him. The, the scripture says when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up. How many people do we know hanging out in the trees around us? They're curious. They want to know more, but they're on the margins. Perhaps they're longing for companionship, but no one is there to call a friend. Mm. What would it look like to live our lives in such a way that we take the time to look up, you know, to look for those people who can come alongside us, uh, that we can come alongside them and join God seeking grace in their life. I think about the story of Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch in, in Acts 8. Mm. God comes to Philip and says, go, head south. Uh, Philip was a part of a great movement of God there. You can read about it in the, at the beginning of, of chapter 8 there um, where he was at in Samaria. Awesome things were happening. He was preaching the good news of Jesus. People were being baptized, evil spirits coming out of many people, paralytics and cripples being healed. Uh, the text says there was great joy in the city. Yeah. Great who, things. Who would leave that? Right. <laughs> and God shows up and tells Philip, head south. And Philip could have said, don't you want me to stay here? Right. Don't you don't you see what's happening right, right where I'm at? And I think God maybe, if Philip would have responded in that way, would have said, there's someone who is curious that needs a companion. Someone at a crossroads. I need you to go. Philip finds a, a high-ranking Ethiopian eunuch 
Much like Cornelius, he was a, a religious man, at least we can assume that. He had been to Jerusalem to worship, but didn't know who Jesus was. But God was seeking him, and God called Philip to go. The Ethiopian was reading from the prophet Isaiah. He was confused by it. So I like to think, he, I don't like to think, he just sort of teased it up for Philip. I mean, just <laughs> makes it really easy. Uh, yeah. uh, he says, tell me. Who is the prophet Isaiah talking about, himself or someone else? I mean, it doesn't yeah. get any easier, right? right. <laughs> but that moment never happens if Philip wasn't tuned into God's journey of grace. We said on last week's podcast that none of us deserve God's grace. That's what grace is. But it is available for anyone and everyone who turns to God. And when it comes to God seeking grace, he hasn't given up on anyone. You know, are, are you still breathing? You know, there's <laughs> there's hope then, right? right? I, I shared a quote from David Busick that is convicting. He said this, Belief in the power of prevenient grace makes it impossible to despair of anyone who has not yet become a Christian. I, I, had, to, I had to struggle through that quote hmm. personally. You know, have I given up hope on anyone in my life? Um, God is actively pursuing humanity. Maybe, maybe I, I needed to hear that. Maybe you needed to hear like I needed to hear that for yourself today. You know, have we given up on God? Um, you know, do, do we feel like he's, he's given up on, on us? No, you know, maybe we're at a crossroads. Um, maybe there's somebody at a crossroads. Maybe they're curious about Jesus. God is pursuing you. God is pursuing that person. God is pursuing every person in the human race with the seeking grace. Right. Maybe you know this grace to be true in your own life. Who is it around you that's at a crossroads of conflict? You know, who, who is that coworker that is curious what neighbor is in desperate need of a companion right now? We get to join God's seeking grace by helping others see God's grace at work in their lives. Peter didn't have the power to save Cornelius. Right. Philip didn't have the power to, to save the Ethiopian eunuch. God was active before they showed up mm -hmm. and, and after those conversations and encounters they had. And the same is true for, for us and our neighbors. But what did happen was God invited them and God invites us to participate in the journey of grace for someone else. The result of Peter and Philip's obedience, uh, just incredible movements of God swept across mm -hmm. that region. Right. Uh, the same can happen in our time and in our community. And from time to time, you know, it, it might feel like we didn't do or we didn't say everything we should, mm -hmm. you know. Um, we can't forget in those moments, we can't forget God's grace is true for us and we are on a journey too. And sometimes it's all we needed to say. Mm. Uh, I was reminded of a, a story uh, from Dennis Kinlaw this last week, um, how he was on an airplane you know, one of those airplane stories, he's talking with somebody next to him and they're just really engaging, asking all kinds of questions, obviously curious about the faith and Dennis Kinlaw, um, 
for those who don't know, Dennis Kinlaw, president of Asbury College for many years. But uh, he's asking Dennis Kinlaw all these questions, and, and Dr. Kinlaw is answering the questions. And Dr. Kinlaw is just ready to close the deal. And the conversation changes. They get off the plane. He never sees the guy again. And he goes to God, and he's like, what happened there? You know, that's not how it was supposed to happen. And the way he tells the story is God kind of responded to him and said, I'm doing just fine without you. You just <laughs> hold on. You know, and I think that's a good reminder for us. Yeah. We, we need to come alongside people as God comes alongside us mm -hmm. and says, come alongside this person with me. You know, uh, he has several people involved in that person's life that you're mm -hmm. praying for, that you're reaching out to, that you're coming alongside. And we need to remember that. Mm -hmm. you know, but when we respond to God's nudges, the Holy Spirit's conviction in our lives with, you know, obedience, he is faithful to take whatever offering that we give and do more than we can imagine. So we invite you to again consider the question, who needs you to come alongside them? May we never forget we serve a God who is seeking us with grace. Uh, we're going to wrap up this episode just with some of the lyrics from the song that was played at the end of the service on Sunday morning, Reckless Love. Before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. Before I took a breath, you breathed life, your life in me. When I was your foe, still your love fought for me. When I felt no worth, you paid it all for me. You have been so, so good to me. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. It chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99. I couldn't earn it. I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. There's no shadow you won't light up. Mountain you won't climb up coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down. Lie, you won't tear down, coming after me. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. It chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99. And I couldn't earn it. I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Thanks again for listening in. We would love for you to follow or subscribe if you haven't already so you can catch the next episode. We look forward to continuing the conversation with you.